don't try to pack everything at once because you will get so overwhelmed if at least one of these things goes sideways. Leave some buffer. Plan less than what you think your capacity is because one, things will go sideways. Two, things always take longer than you think. Nothing takes less time. Everything takes more time. So be prepared. Be smart. Hello, friend. I'm your host, Olena Mitrak, and this is the Spark Your Life podcast, a place where we go personal and way beneath the surface to learn how to be happy and successful both at the same time. No more need to compromise or choose one over the other. You can have it all. See this as your perfect coffee break podcast that will inspire you to go ahead and take that first step towards a truly exceptional and extraordinary life. Let's dive in. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while, or if you have been following me on social media, you probably know that I'm all about designing my life in a way that allows me to achieve more in a sustainable way. When I say achieve more, I don't mean getting more tasks done. If anything, I mean getting less tasks done. But usually I prefer to get the more important tasks done, the ones that matter more, the ones that will make more impact, the ones that are truly essential, instead of getting 20 things done and none of them being really important. And when I say achieve that in a sustainable way, what I mean by that is a way that will prevent burnout, that will prevent overwhelm, something that I can really sustain for a long amount of time while actually enjoying my life in the process. Sometimes we get fixated on some goal or some end result so much that we actually stop enjoying our life today. We keep working so hard toward that result. And in the best case scenario, when we eventually get there, we realize that we are not as happy as we thought we would be. Or in the worst case scenario, if we don't get that result that we wanted, we get very frustrated. We feel like our life is over. And that's not sustainable way, in my opinion. That has not always been like that. I have struggled to be productive because I wanted to be productive. There were times when I did get fixated too much on the end result, on a specific goal. There were times when I was trying to get 30 things done in a day and was getting frustrated when I wasn't getting those 30 things done. But I learned my lessons. I learned some of them very hard way. And today I would like to share with you my favorite five tricks or reminders that actually help me these days maintain that sustainable way of living and continue achieving more and more in my busy life and to be enjoying my busy life while I'm doing that. Trick number one is about having buffer in your schedule. Imagine you have this nice empty day with no meetings and you get so excited about this day that you immediately fill it up with all the tasks, all the calls, all the meetings, and you leave no room at all in your day. Because let's admit it, it's such a nice opportunity to get so much done in a day, right? So let's just squeeze in as much as possible in a day. And then guess what? Then your kid gets sick and you end up running in between your laptop, your calls, your phone and your kid and trying to give them medicine and measure their temperature. You're going insane. You get 10 things done in a good scenario out of 30 that you planned. And at the end of the day, you feel exhausted and you feel like you didn't do anything. Does it sound familiar? Well, if it does, if, if it sounded like you, let me know. Tag me on social media. Let me know that you are out there, that I'm not the only one who struggled with this for so long. To avoid that, what I like to do now is intentionally leave some space in my day. If I feel like I can accomplish 
10 tasks in a day. I will aim to only plan five. If I know that I have four hours of some spare time today, I will only book two of those hours and I will leave two other hours empty. The reason for doing that is some unexpected things will happen. Something will go sideways. Something will take longer than I expected. Some emergencies might happen. If that does happen, I want to have room to accommodate those. I want to have room without feeling slammed to deal with those emergencies or those important things that come up and that really need to be dealt with. And if nothing happens, then you are left with two extra hours that you can use to do something that you love. You can use those two hours to relax. You don't even need to fill them with anything. You can read a book, you can go for a walk, you can play a video game, you can watch a movie. Doesn't that sound fun? It really does. That happens by you intentionally leaving that buffer. But again, even if you end up filling that buffer with some unexpected things, at least you will not overload yourself. At least you will use that buffer. Yes, it will become zero, but you will not exceed your capacity. And at the end of the day, you will not feel exhausted. You will not feel overwhelmed. You will not be stressed. You will still accomplish everything that you planned for and even more. It will make you feel good about yourself. You know what's interesting? It's not just about your workday. Use this tip for your whole life as well. I'm going to tell you a story. Again, something that I learned the hard way. When we were moving to Houston a year and a half ago, we had everything planned. We had the movers scheduled. We thought that everything was arranged. We were also closing the deal on the house at the exact same time. I was also planning to launch my beta for my mobile app at the exact same time. But you thought everything was going to be fine. We thought that everything was sorted, everything was arranged, so there would be no problems with that. Well, guess what? Many things went wrong during that month of the move. My husband got very busy at work. I think I got pretty busy at work too. Launching my mobile app was taking much more time than I expected. The deal for the house got delayed for a couple of weeks, so we were getting very stressed because we didn't even know if we were moving into the house at all. We knew that everything had been packed and there was no return. But as we were moving, we still didn't have the house to move into. So we ended up living in some rental place for a week. It was very, very stressful. I just realized that we shouldn't have packed so much in that one month of the move. So don't be me. Be better. Be smarter. If you are planning a move, then maybe don't plan a launch of your new business offering at the same time. Planning a wedding? Well, first of all, congratulations. But then also maybe it's not the best time to find another job or ask your boss for more work. Or if your kid is going to preschool or kindergarten soon, then maybe postpone that biggest family vacation that you have been wanting to plan. But maybe just do it a few months later. Not now. Don't try to pack everything at once because you will get so overwhelmed if at least one of these things goes sideways. Leave some buffer. Plan less than what you think your capacity is because one, things will go sideways. Two, things always take longer than you think. Nothing takes less time. Everything takes more time. So be prepared. Be smart. That's tip number one. Tip number two. It is about setting priorities and tasks for the week, not for the day. You know, I have been using planners for several years now, and every year at the end of the year, I try to find a planner for the next year. I constantly try to find a planner that allows me to easily schedule tasks for the week. Somehow, I never am able to find those planners. 
everything I'm able to find has to-do lists for a day. Sometimes it has a weekly spread, but every day you have tasks that you can plan for this specific day. I don't know about you, but whenever I try to write down my to-do list for the day, I feel like I'm becoming a slave of my to-do list. Sometimes I just don't feel like doing this task today. It's not that it's really urgent. It's not that it really has to be done today. Yes, it needs to be done, but can it be done tomorrow? Sure, but I've already written it on on my to-do list today. So I feel like it has to be done and it doesn't make me feel good. What I'm trying to do instead these days is consider my plan for the week to be a plan for the week. Yes, there will be some few exceptions of tasks that are very time sensitive and something that really has to be done today. And then I will just mark those separately. But everything else, even if I write it down for a specific day of the week, I consider it to be my plan for the week that gives me freedom to pick those tasks the way I feel like picking them. I might have inspiration to pick this particular task right now, and I want to have that freedom. I don't want to feel like a slave of my to-do list. So as long as I get it all done by the end of the week, or at least part of it done, I feel good about myself. But I want to maintain that flexibility of being able to work on things today that I feel like working on today. By the way, if you have seen the planner that will fulfill that purpose, please let me know because I have been struggling to find one. Or if you want me to create one because I've been thinking about creating such a planner myself, let me know if that's something you would be interested to buy. I would be more than happy to invest in creating something if I'm not the only person who will benefit from it. So let me know. So that was tip number two, setting focus for the week, not for the day. Tip number three. It is all about sustainability, making your lifestyle sustainable. It is about booking no work time and making it sacred, really sticking to it. This is something I started doing a few years ago when once a week I would book 30 minutes in the afternoon, every Wednesday, let's say, and I would call it thinking time. This was 30 minutes that I would just make my coffee and sit in the backyard without my phone, without my laptop. I would just sit and relax. The reason I started doing that is because sometimes we feel like we constantly run 30 miles per hour. We constantly shift from one task to another. Sometimes I feel like I'm running out of breath. Having that 30 minutes during my day to just sit still and to slow down and to recharge made such a huge difference for me. I love when I'm able to do that. The problem with that, though, is that sometimes you start ignoring those 30 minutes and you start booking something else because, let's be honest, for some unknown reason, we put ourselves as the lowest priority most often. We shouldn't, but we do. So whenever something more important or something that we think is more important comes up, we happily forget about that no work time that we booked on our calendar and we schedule that other call or that other meeting or that other task instead. Don't do that. Find the reason why you will stick to those 30 minutes. Make it your habit. Make it your tradition. Make it sacred. Make it something that nobody can touch. It's your time. It's your time to relax. It's your time to think, to connect with yourself, to sit in silence and hear what your mind is trying to tell you. You will learn so much by just listening to your thoughts. Trust me. So try it and make it important. 
put it on the top of your priority list. Make it your top priority. And don't let anybody or anything steal those 30 minutes from you. It doesn't have to be much. It can only be 30 minutes per week, but it will make a big difference. Then tip number four about optimizing your daily schedule. There are many different ways how people approach it. I know some people like to space their meetings throughout the day and leave some space in between. Their reason for that is that they want to be able to have a break, go to the bathroom, have coffee, something, right? I understand that reasoning. And I've tried that too. But for me personally, for my schedule, it doesn't really work because I end up having a full day with a bunch of 15-minute breaks in between. But the problem is I can't really use those 15-minute breaks for anything. Because especially with me having a full-time job and also having my business, and especially with my business, I need to do a lot of tasks that require a lot of focus. It's not something I can do in 15 minutes. Sometimes task requires at least an hour, even recording a podcast episode that I'm recording right now, even though the recording itself is only going to be about 20 minutes, but I need to prepare for that. I need to write a script. I need to focus. It's hard to do that in those 15-minute breaks. So I end up having a completely full schedule with all these blank spaces in between, which just doesn't work for me. I remember... Earlier this year, I was part of the mastermind group and I asked the girls in, in the group for some recommendations how they handle the optimization of their schedule because I was worried that I would have even less time for my business because my work was getting so busy. One of them recommended trying to free up one particular day a week, completely freed up from work stuff and to only focus it on my business. I thought it was a great idea. Then I looked at my calendar and I realized that it's probably not realistic. I just was honest with myself and I knew that it would be hard for me to just block the whole day out and to set expectations with all of my other colleagues that, hey, on Fridays, I'm just not available. I don't think people would get that. But what I did instead and what really worked for me was moving all my work tasks and meetings to the first part of the day, every day and then blocking the rest of the day, the afternoon, for my business. So let's say I know that between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., I get all my work done for my corporate job. So I schedule my meetings accordingly. I plan my tasks accordingly. I plan my work time accordingly. So that at 3 p.m., I am done. And unless something unexpected comes up, I'm done with my work for that day. Then between 3 and 6 p.m., I can probably focus on my business. This has been working really, really well for me. And yes, sometimes I have to be more flexible and sometimes I have to adjust things here and there. But on average, this is how I try to plan my day now. And this is how I plan my weeks. And it has been working really well. So something to keep in mind. It might work for you as well. Again, it doesn't have to be work and business. It can be your personal time, your family time, and your work. It can be your finding time for your workouts, whether it be morning or evening. Just try to understand what you're trying to find time for and try to create those blocks of time in your weekly schedule. That was tip number four. The last tip, it's not even a tip really. I want to break a myth that is still very common. It is about multitasking. So many of us are still trying to multitask. Sometimes I find myself guilty of that as well. I'll be honest with you. I still sometimes catch myself trying to multitask. Once I notice that, I catch it and I stop because multitasking does not work. As much as you want to believe that it does, it does not. Please hear me out. 
you physically cannot focus on two things at the same time. You cannot be hearing to one thing with one ear and to another thing with another ear. You can't be writing one thing and listening to another. You have to be focusing and working on one thing at a time. So what we call multitasking is instead us constantly switching focus between two tasks. Sometimes it can be switching focus every one minute. Sometimes it can be as often as every 10 seconds or every second. As a result, you produce very mediocre results in both tasks. Because it's hard to stay focused. It's hard to give full attention to either of those tasks when you constantly have to shift your attention. And let me ask you this. Why are you multitasking in the first place? Isn't the task that you're working on deserving your full attention, uninterrupted attention? Well, if it isn't, then why are you working on it to begin with? Why not delegate it to somebody? Why not postpone it? Why do it at all? Maybe it doesn't have to be done at all. I know what you're thinking. It might be that work meeting where it's you and 200 other people and you think you need to be there because it's a company town hall, but you've heard that information many times. There is nothing new for you there but you have to be there. And so while sitting on that meeting, you will respond to some emails or do some other things. But come on, be honest with yourself. Why are you really there on that meeting? Because you are afraid that your boss will notice that you aren't there and you'll get in trouble? Well, okay, then you probably need to find some strength to defend yourself and to defend your position and maybe even raise a concern that maybe this meeting is not really productive and it's not really interesting enough. So maybe you should provide that feedback to the management and they can make this meeting more interesting so that you get more value out of it, so that you will want to pay attention to it. Coming back to my question, is that task really worth your full attention? If it is, then please give it your full attention. Don't try to do two things at the same time. You will not make it faster this way. You're just missing out on an opportunity to really establish the proper level of engagement with that task, the deeper connection with the task, with what you're doing, and from there comes meaning. Once you start focusing on purely one task at a time, it gives you a chance to establish that deeper connection, establish the deeper engagement with that task. That helps you not just create better results, but also feel more fulfilled once you're done. This is what will make you feel accomplished or productive at the end of the day. It's not the number of tasks you completed. It's how deeply you connected with them, what they meant to you, how important they were to you, what value they brought to you, and what value you provided in return. By increasing that, you will feel much, much better. And this is what true productivity is. And this is what I mean when I say achieving more. It's not about quantity. It's always about quality. Quality of your engagement, quality of things that you work on, what they mean to you, why they are important, then giving them the full attention that they deserve. And throwing away everything that doesn't deserve your attention. Let's be honest here as well. So these are all five. And I hope that was useful. It definitely helps me with my busy, sometimes chaotic life. I would love to hear what helps you, what tips and tricks you find more valuable in your life. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, I will see you next week for the next episode. Bye-bye.